Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I wonder who my competition tonight gonna be. I know it ain't gonna be nobody up in here. They up in here. They up in here. Magnetic. F14. W. Organized campaign, I'm on my third route The album just dropped, I'm trying to get the word out Superhero theme music, Ron Sleep, walking, snoring The less rails for what was recorded My first stop was Sway in the morning Was written by Heather B. Toto was a fan since the real world on MTV now I MC, five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me Not before I had to get balls right Rehearsing, was asked about my upbringing How long I've been working And Sway's hair rap, little bigger hand person Was rhyming like it was a wake up show Homie tough, I got raps for days Gotta say something for Tony Touch My phone is gone, sorry, I can't talk right now I'm busy, traveling, making my rounds I sat down next on the schedule Was static selector, sure already, yo Hey everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall, coming to you from above my desk. Above the desk. Woo! Moving up in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed last week's show with Josh Krause. The Kickstarter launched today. Do you want to guess where it's at? Do you remember what his goal was, first of all? Mm Mm-hmm. What was his goal? 5,000? Yeah. Uh, go to classicarttokens.com right now. Wow. Yup. Good for him. As of 10.59 p.m. Central Time, Tuesday night, the day of the launch, he is at 399 backers, $22,117. Super awesome. So pumped for him. It's great. So couldn't be happier about it. This these are quality this is a quality product. You know, he had John Avon going, I want these. These are great. Therese Nielsen going, This is so great. This is so fun watching you not even know how to keep up with your own stretch goals. <laughs> like they're like magic artists were like totally rallying behind this. Like Everyone's just kind of really come out supporting this uh, project, and it's really, really awesome. You got 29 days back at ClassicArtTokens.com. Get on it and uh, get yourself a sweet classic art play mat or some token sets or whatever you want. Uh, Those stretch goals are getting hit, so more and more tokens are being added. So, you know, it's even more and more worth it the more money that he brings in. So it's win-win for everybody. Um, so I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations to start on that. Um, another congratulations I would like to issue. Uh, so first, so, uh, the last week for me has been really rough, uh, in terms of my play and then tilt and tilt is something that, well, something that we had at the end of the show notes that I'm bumping up to the top of the show notes. But more importantly than that, Tilt is something that I swear up and down I never experience. Uh, anyone who 
watches my Sunday limited streams knows that's at least slightly misleading or maybe a lie. Because I get tilted a little bit on those streams sometimes. Um, but the past week, so it started with the event at Common Ground Games um, last Sunday that I think I mentioned briefly on one episode. Um, on the on the episode with Josh, where I had so I I basically went one two drop. I had some really really terrible like stomach pain, and instead of staying and playing out all the rounds like I should have with you know a new limited set competitive environment, should have stuck around. Uh, instead, I came home and you know rolled around on the couch in agony for a bunch of hours, which was the right thing to do because I needed to not be in that room anymore um so that was you know discouraging but understandable because i wasn't feeling well so i just you know i did what i had to do to feel better uh tuesday steven and i uh went over to the guild mages house jeff zandy's place and we did some team drafts and i did my team, the disservice of going 0-3 in the team draft. And I already wasn't feeling 100% and was feeling like I might need to bail early. And we had, you know, a plan in place to do so. And I definitely had to go. So uh, Steven and I left after the first draft. But that was a really discouraging event to go 0-3 there. Um, then... Uh, this past Saturday, Stephen and I showed up. And if I sound like I'm, if I'm talking weird, it's because I'm fighting the remnants of a cough that gave me the parting gift of a pulled muscle in my freaking abdomen this morning before I left for work. So, yay me! It's been a great week. <laughs> so anyway. We go to the standard PPTQ, and uh, we both show up playing uh, a Tarka Red, and we both scrub out at O2, and that was just like that was it for me. I was just like, you know what? Not only I like I scrubbed out so hard that I scrubbed out of the event the day after without ever showing up. Like I was like. Because Jeff Zandy was, uh, I was supposed to go over his house and practice some sealed, and then go with him to the uh, PPTQ at Collected in Fort Worth that was sealed the next day. And I just came up to him and I was like, "Dude, I can't do it. I gotta go home. Like, I'm just, I gotta take my head out of this game for a week. I gotta just take some time away and chill." And uh, he uh, showed up to that PPTQ and won. Woo! So, yay, Jeff. I'm glad that I did not have to be there to dream crush you in the Swiss because I'm very, very, very happy and proud that you won. It's so awesome. So great. So, yeah, so uh, in in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't show up, mostly because I know that I needed to recharge my battery and my, you know, my tilt – needed to flush it out. I feel like I've done that 
but it's just it's just tough sometimes. Sometimes you just feel like you can't buy a win. Sometimes you feel like you're just running in place, and like especially on uh, Saturday, like the, the, the team environment thing was really upsetting to me mm. because it's not just your you're not just scrubbing out of an event like you're costing your entire team the right to prizes it's a lot better when your losses are private right right if it was if it were swiss that night and i went oh three it probably wouldn't have mattered that much but the fact that like i let two people down and i didn't want to let them down and i also wanted my deck to perform and none of those things happened you know and it was just a really, really, really bad feeling. But then Saturday was the worst. Because Saturday, I showed up in a format I'm not super familiar with. But with a deck I thought would do pretty well. And I literally, every game felt like my deck wasn't doing anything. Like I felt like my deck was just useless. It was a useless pile of cards I couldn't get anything done. And it was really frustrating. It was like really frustrating and like really discouraging to sit there at a tournament and basically not be able to play Magic. It sucked. It really sucked. We didn't get a chance to discuss our deck lists before the event. Uh, but I did really like your idea of the uh, Thopter engineers. That seems really interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, flyers are just really good right now. Um, or they're they're good in a format where everyone's fighting on the ground with a bunch of small guys. Right, right. Yeah, I figure. I feel like uh, uh, Flame Wake Phoenix isn't that the right one? Mm-hmm. Could be really good right now too. It's cheap. It's you know hasty. And you can bring it back for even r- much cheaper, especially on like the turn where you're going to combo off or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, just you need like a Titan Strength or, or almost anything. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, I don't know. Pretty neat. But, uh, yeah, we both didn't do well at that tournament, which sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, we could talk. Or, now, so so is this the part of the show where we discuss Tilt or, or, or our, our standard travails? Or are they intertwined? They're pretty much intertwined, man. I mean, like, aren't they? I mean, like... <laughs> um, a little bit. I, uh... Gosh, I, I feel like I've... I'm probably, like, the lowest stress individual I know. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, real, like, just of anyone I know or have met. Like, I just... It does not... <laughs> like, I'm... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've, I'm very zen. Uh, so, tilt has not been a... It's it's frustrating sometimes, and I do my one indulgence is I'll like if I'm flooding out, I'll be like, oh, I've seen you know I, I did at that tournament at uh, the tournament we we scrubbed out of. Um, I did get to three you know game three on both matches, and they both weren't like amazing matchups for a Tarka Red. Basically, a Tarka Red was a great week one deck, and I think it actually won the standard PPTQ the week before, and it also won the SCG Open. Right, and you know not to go back to our hipster origins but we did have these decks like mine was like sleeved up week one uh i just didn't, hadn't gotten around to playing it yet uh, right but that that deck was just very well positioned week one and then everyone kind of overreacted when it was the only deck or the only deck where there had been a tournament and then one 
locally and then I guess nationally at the SEG. So it kind of had a target on its uh, head, and everyone, no one was coming unprepared for that matchup. Whereas they right. kind of were week one. So it's kind of crazy that the metagame moves that fast, but I guess it, it moves really fast in the first few weeks. Uh, we were just kind of, I think we might have been caught flat foot in terms of like what deck to bring. And that was uh, a result of, I, I just didn't have any time to test it. And Hell no. yeah. uh, the other thing is that like the cards weren't legal on moto yet, which is basically where I do my testing. Right. So I like had a deck that I was almost sleeved up. Um, cause a target red was the closest that to something that you could test on moto. Cause there just weren't that many new cards. And if you didn't have Reckless Bushwhacker, you could just, like, sub, you know, you could sub it for, like, Trumpet Blast or something crazy like that. Um, right. But, like, like Mardu, I wanted to play a Drazi Displacer and Goblin Dark Dwellers, and the deck would just operate completely differently without those cards. They were, like, kind of, like, the engine of the deck. So I had, like, I had, like, a Mardu deck, and I had a, basically a Company Elves deck with uh siege rhinos and also eldrazi display i've been trying to break uh eldrazi displacer just play any deck i can with that in there mm. um but yeah tarker just wasn't a a good pick for the week and uh it's a deck where you know it, it doesn't do well with flood and i think uh the last game i lost um i got off to a pretty big lead and then i even had an active um outpost siege going yeah, and just just bricked for turn after turn after turn, and so the one little uh, device I still have or tick I still have in terms of like tilt or indulging in tilt is uh, I'll <laughs> like I'll I'll keep a running count to how many lands I've seen, either scryed or you know counting fetch, and then how many are left and how many cards are in my deck still, and oh isn't this ridiculous that I have a less than one in four chance of drawing another land and oh there's another land, um, <laughs> like. Oh, that's that's the that's the worst I'll, I'll I'll get to. Although I did get to sixteen or seventeen of my lands uh, in an Atarka red deck, which is kind of crazy. You, you usually just lose the game by then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't really tilt um, as as much as I should, given my lack of success. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it has something to just do with playing poker and blackjack for money at a relatively young age like you know pre-college and in college and then you know working in a field that's kind of similar where it's like you know you can make you know you make your plans you do all the work and you you know you you lay it all on the line and then there's just going to be variants and uh it could be you know catastrophic emotionally uh if you don't if you don't keep it in check um because it could be like a uh you know managing other people's money on things that you know, with you know, you know, pretty random outcomes at times. I've seen people just get consumed with uh, <laughs> with stress, and yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's extremely dangerous. So I've kind of like uh, had almost a lifetime of mental preparation to not <laughs> to not get tilted, uh, and that's right. helped a lot. But yeah, it's a you know, <laughs> the game's got variance in it, and uh, it'd be a lot less fun without it. So mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any good advice. <laughs> like, my my advice is always really crappy because it's like a, a lot of it is really – there's all these devices you can employ in terms of like trying to be objective about it because, hey, the only way you're going to actually get better is to you know not blame exogenous events in terms of like for your results repeatedly uh, or to right, the point where right. it's unreasonable. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of how you react to something or just – random stimuli i 
think is just programmed <laughs> like into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I don't know if you're going to fix in a in a in a in a game of magic. It might take some meditation or, or prolific quantities of LSD or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I you know that's the thing is like most of the time for me tilt just isn't a thing. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But those like couple weeks in a row, just all they were all like kind of unique circumstances where. One was sealed, I expect to do well. You know, one was draft, team draft, I expect to at least show up. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 needed, to win, I needed to win one game and our team would have won. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty That's rough. what I'm saying. Like, I was the last match, and if I win, we win, even though I'm 0-2. And I don't get it done. So there was a lot of pressure, and I totally, totally ruined it. And then the standard thing was just a totally different animal again just three different aspects of the game that i just failed at brilliantly you know and it was just it was really a rough thing and it was just like you know what i'm just gonna step away from this for a little while but um yeah and that's healthy too i mean yeah if you're in a state where you're not mentally prepared to do it or uh, mentally prepared to be enthusiastic to have fun doing it, then I mean, you should, you know, it's a, it's a tournament you should probably skip. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that probably helps me with tilt is that I'm I, like, I guess, and it's, it might also explain my uh, uh, recent or, um, you know, ongoing lack of, you know, very high level success is that I just don't get as emotionally. In- it, for me, it's still a game. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't get. Uh, I don't get as emotionally invested in the outcome of the matches as I think a lot of people playing at high level do. Right. Sure. Sure. And, and I, 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 I'm able to do that too. I'm able to be level headed about wins and losses. And even at the tournament itself, like, it's not like I like, you know, flipped my deck and like, and, and, and showed out, you know what I mean? I didn't do that. Like, I mean, cause I was playing against James uh, I was playing against James Black in the second round. And he beat me, you know. Extend the hand. Everything was cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but it was just like, but it was just this feeling of helplessness that I had uh, in terms of, like, being able to perform or compete even um, that really was getting to me and made me feel really bad. But it wasn't like a, a there wasn't, an outburst. You know what I mean? Like where a lot of people with tilt comes like outbursts, making excuses, berating people. None of that happened. I just kind of went, all right, see where this is going. You know, like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm really good at, I'm really good at managing tilt. That's the thing. I'm good at managing it most of the time. Um, Well, and also, I mean, tilt is uh, again, to go back to, um, what I was talking about previously, you know, it's just evidence of um, emotional investment in the game. And it, I think a, a minimum level is necessary for you to actually, you have to care it enough at some point to, like, do, to do well. Um, it's yeah, just managing true. how, I guess, how you, how you react to when things don't go when you, how, how you plan for them to go. Um, yeah. 
And I don't really have any good advice because I mean that's a hard, that's a really hard thing to tell people. Which is like, uh, just feel different, dummy. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't just know. Just like do a, it. Uh, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> nope. But yeah, I don't know. That was just something that that happened this week, so I wanted to just kind of at least mention it. And since I always put up this appearance of I don't tilt. Just share share if you know the fact that I was pretty tilted this week, um, but I'm feeling good now. And at this point, I think my next event is just Houston, so that's cool. So now I've got some weeks to just kind of go. Okay, standard. Let's focus on this. Let's figure it out, and let's get this done because <laughs> we're gonna go play standard. Um, so. I'm already sick of this standard. I already think it sucks. Uh, it's so different. You usually love yeah. standard. I already think it sucks. I'm so disappointed that I already think it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, because, <laughs> like, what did I say would happen in standard? That, like, after, like, a week or two, it's just going to devolve into a bunch of random four-color decks? That's all it is. It's just all these stupid four-color decks. That they're trying to like market as different decks. So you've got like uh, four color company mm-hmm. and four color rally. They're the same deck. The same deck. Oh, I mean that's just a a bad like like deck list labeling error on Star City's part. Just sky blue, Mardu green. None of these names tell me anything about what the deck is, other than the fact that they're four colors. Like. I don't, okay, am I really going to just keep like saying that they need to let players name their own decks? No, because just guy like just guy black. I know what that deck is actually. I think at this point that deck's been established, but you can't just I don't know shard plus color equals deck name until we get to whatever return to Rav Shardnica or whatever and. And then they actually go about and name these uh, these color combos. Right, right. Um, I'm gonna go copyright that though. Make sure. Yeah, that's 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 really good. Get a hold of that. They might (laughs) want to buy it off you later. Oh yeah, making that bank. You heard about the guy that owned Google for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I wouldn't have sold it back. Oh no, they didn't. They didn't. They took it back because it was a glitch. But they offered him money. As a you know compensation for letting him buy something, but then he said, uh, "Yeah, sure, I'll take it, but only oh the the money spelled out Google. It was six thousand six dollars and thirteen cents." Oh, really? Yeah, That's and he was funny. like, and he was like, "Yeah, but only if you give it to a charity." You know, he was like, "Yeah, I'll take it, but you have to donate it to a charity." And they doubled it and donated it to a charity of his choice. So, pretty neat story. Um, yeah, I figure if you're like smart enough to <laughs> like have figured out how to register Google's name from under their nose for a minute, you probably already have more money than you need. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably money is probably no object at that point. Yeah. Or you're just really bored and you have no money. But anyway, <laughs> it could go either way. So like I said, this standard, looking at this standard, already makes me sick. And I don't want to click on any of the deck lists. 
I don't want to learn about any of the decks. I damn sure don't want to play any of the decks. <laughs> so, so it's time to brew. <laughs> I don't want to play all these decks. And I had been messing around with a deck for, you know, leading up to the PPTQ, but I couldn't convince myself to play it because I hadn't actually run it through the ringer. And I'd rather play it a known quantity than an unknown quantity. Um, but I am developing a Goblins deck, and I like it, and I'm going to play it in Houston. Not only am I going to play it in Houston, but I am going to play... So this deck, and this deck has a deck name. It's not just Tarka Goblins. It's Crouching Goblin, Hidden Dragon. Because it's going to be a basically a Tarka Red build, but focused more on goblin tribal themes and then the sideboard is going to be red black dragons because that's what i want to play because i'm so i just don't want to play anything else that's going on right now i want to play something different i want to play something unique i want to play something that people might not expect if we test and it cannot win a game i won't play it but i think that the i think that the deck is closer than anyone who you would say, I'm going to play Tribal Goblins in Houston would think it is. <laughs> like, I look at the list and I go, this looks like a good list. This looks like a list that could do really well. So there's obviously some changes that could be made and some adjustments, and it's still early on in the process, but um, I'm full-on planning on playing that deck. And more for reasons that only Steven knows about right now. <laughs> Because I have, there's nothing to lose, you know? I, I just feel like I want to play a really cool deck that kind of represents more of what I enjoy about Magic than just what I think is going to give me the best chance to win. So that's what I'm going to show up with, and I'm going to have a really fun time playing it. And I'm probably going to play all day, regardless of record. But anyway, um, so now what are you... First of all... You were sending me these rambling texts <laughs> about Eldrazi Displacer and Whisper all kinds elemental, of weird man. Whisperwood Elemental. So, so explain this to me and tell me what the hell you're talking about. Um, like, tell me. So I've been just trying like any color combination I can that can run Eldrazi Displacer. Um, it started with the you know the collected company elves tribal deck with Eldrazi Displacer to, to blink your. Uh, Shaman of the Pack. Um, yeah. I sent you in the show notes. I don't think we actually did the exhaustive list, but just the top top ten. Uh, basically, every co- interesting card that you can uh, you can interact with with uh, Eldrazi Displacer, <laughs> like yeah. any 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 interesting creature to blink. And so I was trying it to in like a Bant like company deck, so uh, you could blink um, Reflector Mage and stuff like that, and I realized going back to uh, this is a, like a deck that was playable for uh, about a minute in modern, but basically you could either Restoration Angel or Momentary Blink a uh, morphed card. The Angel with like haste, a Chroma, Chroma Angel of Fury. Yeah, there were mono white decks in modern that were running a Chroma Angel Fury. Just to morph and then blink, because when you blink a morphed card, 
it just comes back face up. Any permanent. Any permanent. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So if you have like a Whispered Elemental going and it's like a, if they – and they flips like a Gideon or a Nissa or whatever, you can blink it with your Eldrazi Displacer while it's uh, uh, Metamorphosed or whatever. Yeah. Manifested. Metamorphosed. What, what am I talking about? Uh, manifested. And it will just come back into play. Well, it will come back into play tapped, which is weird. But – <laughs> um, uh, it'll it'll just come into play as a permanent. That's really neat. Yeah. So I then because the set's now out online, so I've been playing li- a bunch of limited until the cards were like you know freely flowing or available, and then I built like black white bant, and that was mostly a white uh, white green, and just trying all these different other displacer. Uh, and then some had company, some didn't. Um, black white was just all the silk wraps, all the uh, um, stasis snares, uh, Eldrazi displacer, and um, wasteland strangler, which is great to blink anyway. And uh, mastery of the unseen to make manifest, uh, and it was actually really good. Um, and then uh, Craig Wesco posted either yesterday i want to say today i don't know let me see the date um because when i was testing it someone was playing like a white red version and i'm like this is actually like really good and it kicked my ass uh there's actually been a lot of mono white versions too i've been seeing online too i think everyone's trying to do the same thing um (laughs) they're trying to manifest uh play eldraza displacer and just do silly stuff from there but yeah he posted a boros version the thing is, like, I've only lost, like, once or twice, even with these stupid brews. So it seems like the concept's really good. And I tried the Boros version, just one in eight, man, like, right off the bat. And I, let me look at my Excel spreadsheet here. Uh, Bant version, I was five and one with, and white, black, oh, four and two so far. Yeah, that's, I think, I, I just want to do something with the Drossy Displacer. I really like the card. Um, it's, it's a little mana inefficient. It's kind of more of a late game play. Um, but if, if you put it in a deck with like Silk Wraps or uh, Elvish Visionaries, uh, it's not too hard to get to a late game where it can start just taking over. Uh, oh, the Boros deck, the really cool thing that the, the Craig Wesco deck, it had plays, uh, oh gosh, I hope this is their name, Pia and Kieran Nalar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, blinking that is, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. You just keep getting more and more Thopter tokens and you just eventually burn them out. If you're not swinging in the air already. That's nice. I like it. So that's the line of deck I'll be trying. Uh, I might try to modify um, the Bant Collected Company deck to just cram an Eldrazi Displacer in there. See if the mana will even work at that point. Uh, But once you're adding the waste mana or whatever it's called, you're you're getting into four colors and that might be a little difficult. But there were people running... Uh, I don't think they placed very well, but someone was doing a teamer collected company deck. Yeah. The, Oh, I can't even remember what the name of this card is. Um, it's seen a little bit of play. It's like the kitchen finks in that it dies. And like, you just keep getting value. Oh boy. Matter reshape. Yeah. So it's teamer collected company with uh, savage knuckle blade and Mattery Shaper. So that's like effectively four colors. So maybe I'll just take the mana base of that, make it Bant, and then play 
with all the creatures that the deck that got second place uh, played by Andy F- uh, Ferguson had. That's probably where I'm going to go next. What was his deck like? Uh, it was just it was collected company, but Bant. Uh, so it oh, had okay. the four Jace, uh, four Sylvan Advocate, which is nice with like Manlands again. Uh, four Reflector Mage, four Din Protector, four Death Mist Raptor, and four Bounding Graces, mm. <laughs> which is pretty cool because you can play now. You can start playing a like now you have like eight like eight or ten spells you can play at at uh, instant speed. Um, with you know because it's running four Collected Company, four Dromoka's Command, and two Ojatai's Command, which is kind of cool to pair with the Jace and the Sylvan Advocates. So that deck was pretty cool. I'm gonna just try add a, a fourth color to it and add. Eldrazi Displacer. <laughs> That'll be my contribution. Or whatever the opposite of a contribution is. Theft. You'd love that card. It's really good. I like it. It's, it's a great card. Yeah. Are you, so, so are you actually actively working on finding a deck that breaks that for Houston then? Uh, I mean, nothing's, I'm not going to find a deck that breaks it. Um, I just want the most reasonably competitive deck <laughs> that I could show up with the card in there. Cool. But you're going to put in Displacer no matter what. No. I mean, I might change my mind like 20 more times before Houston. Well, I, I, I hope you would just play it no matter what. Uh, I mean, that's where I'm going to That's where I'm gonna start. <laughs> the, the default. Right. It, I mean, I'm not usually the one to have a whole bunch of discipline about playing the best deck, even if it's not the most fun for me. Um, I've never been good about that. So the odds are low that it won't, unless I find something even cooler. <laughs> uh, it, it he's it's he's very likely to be in my deck, okay. and I've got four of them, so you know that's all good. Good. Um, did you say anything about Craig Wesco's deck? Yeah, the Boros deck. Boros. Okay. It's it's a it's better. It's a much more consistent like version of the black, white, and bant brews I was working on. Because, yeah, I tried it in an eight-man, and I'm so, so, so far playing it, I'm 3-0. What's, uh, what does it do? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's got Oath of Chandra, which is kind of crazy. Huh. Four of. Um, Weird. But I, he's taking it, I think he's actually taking it to the extreme. Because, uh, I, 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 let me see. I think the deck has literally all permanents. Yeah, so that, it, like, so that literally every card in the deck can be blinked face down from Mastery of the Unseen with Eldrazi Displacer and ha- and have, like, an impact. So, yeah, so all the removal is permanent-based. Like, there's four of the Oath of Chandra, four Silk Wrap, four Stasis Snare. Nice. It's a little far. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess, well, this is white-red, so maybe maybe it's not the same. But, like, in the white-black one, I still had a couple, like, Secure the Waste, just because that card's so ridiculous with Gideon and uh, Soren. Very, very true. But yeah, this is literally all permanence. Because yeah, if you blink a yeah, if you blink a oath of Chandra face down, it just comes into play and deals three. Did you see the Mardu tokens list? Mm-mm. From the top eight, I think it was in the top eight. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty damn cool. Oh, that's crazy. Gideon and Soren and all the token generators and it's got hanger back right. Uh, no hanger back. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. One monastery mentor, just the one. Two butcher the horde. That's kind of weird. Okay, no one plays that card anymore. They really don't. It seems strange with everyone fighting on the ground. You figure a five four that swings in the air, 
probably be pretty good. Yeah, if there's some way you could curve from like Drana into Butcher of the Horde, it seems like. Well, I guess the problem is that there's too many good options at four right now. Okay. There's like Soren. There's Gideon. There's uh, P and Keel. Keep. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, wow, that was really good. <laughs> anyway, P and Ke- Wow. Wow. Okay. Say it again. Why don't you? No. Hey, try to try one more time. That's so not, who, who were they? Who were they again? So, so you know, Butcher of the Horde has a lot of <laughs> a lot of competition. And uh, what is the uh, Key and Peel? There, there they are. Yeah, you've got Thunderbreak Regent, which no one plays. You've got Siege Rhino. Red Black Dragons made the what? Tom Ross was playing Red Black Dragons. Hell yeah, he was. That's an interesting choice, but also a smart one considering he knows that there's going to be a lot of uh, Kozlex return going around that weekend. Yeah, so. He had the plan to just fly over very much. Yeah, just to fly over and to, you know, just go bigger. I think the Red Black Dragons has a lot of potential. and I But I like the idea of starting out with the Goblin deck and then uh, boarding into the Dragons. I think it could be really neat. Yeah, it's worth trying. We'll test it in the next couple of weeks and, and, you know, report any progress, uh, good or bad. Back to the show. So, uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm, like, falling asleep. No, not really. I've been drafting. Saddleback Legac's still good. That's about it. Yeah. I have not drafted enough. Um, you know, after this, after this, what turned out to be a week-long break, uh, I am going to go draft on uh, on Tuesday night with the Guild Mages, so... Get a little more sense of draft, which will be nice because you, you know it's been like the most surprise. It's like still not like a great card. Sky Scour has actually been really good in the Sky Scour in the red really black devoid decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good in the right deck. Just gets in for a lot of damage before you can deal with it because there's usually something that you need to deal with more than it as you get later and later in the game, but. That thing just keeps coming in and dealing damage. It's just super consistent and aggressive. It's a good card. Yeah, I totally dismissed it originally, but now I can see right. it like being like a a good role player in the red black aggro deck, which I think is a really good archetype right now. Yeah. Um which then makes <laughs> the the one three flyer for two, that's also a lot better than I thought it was, just because of how good the Sky Scour is. It's the one three flyer for two from from White. McKindy uh aeronaut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Because uh, he's he's an ally, which kind of matters, not really. But in the white green support deck, it's it's just crazy because you have like you have a curve that's like almost unbeatable, and it's made up entirely of commons. Like yeah. you go McKinney or not Scion Summoner, uh, Saddleback Lagak, and these are all cards that you're gonna get in a draft. And like right. you just do that two, three, four, and it's like. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it seems like almost unstoppable, and it's based around cards that I all that I underrated almost all of them, except for uh, the Scion Summoner part. But I mean, that could just as well be like a Netcaster Spider. Yeah, Netcaster Spider is such a brick wall. Yeah, that thing's pretty good. Man, you mean you watched my stream on Sunday? Like Vampire Envoy, isn't that the card? The one four. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing just gets stuck when a netcaster spider hits the ground. 
sucks so bad. But yeah, white green seems to have just just a super solid uh, two through five curve, you know, all at common. So that's all I have to report. I don't have enough to report yet on limited. Um, my results have been poor. I hope to improve that. Um, but I'm going to start drafting weekly now again back at the guild mages to get myself ready for uh for dc uh and hopefully that'll go well um i don't i don't think i'll have any chance to get any real sealed practice in uh between now and then though unfortunately unless we just kind of looked at some pools and i'm gonna definitely look at jeff's winning list because he guarantees still has that deck together Hmm. you know i want to take a look at like what a winning sealed deck in this format looks like. I think that'll help me a lot. Plus getting actually down to looking at some outside information, different articles and, and podcasts about limited, which I'm, I've been bad at keeping up with lately. So, and I'm wondering if that maybe has affected some of my results. Eh, it's also a pretty small sample set. It's true. One night, you know I mean? not feeling 100% physically at a high level of competition in a team draft, which is like totally different than like a normal draft, is uh, I, I don't know if I would take that as an indication of overall health of your uh, play, <laughs> play yeah, scale I limited know. right now. I know. I know. It, it, like I said, it was a combination of events that all happened in succession, and it was just kind of like, oh, man, you know. But I'm I'm feeling I'm already feeling better and feeling like once I get back to my drafting uh, that I'll feel good and I think I'll be able to get you know, get get some better results. But you know that remains to be seen. Uh, but the main focus for the next month is Houston and is standard, and that's unfortunate. But I'm going to build a deck that's fun and play it. So we'll have to get together and test and uh, talk about those results on a future episode before we go down there for sure. Hmm. Get all our crazy ideas and run them through the ringer and see what works. So, yeah, so I think that's about all we have for this week. So come on back next week when I tell you all about the fact that the Classic Art Tokens Project has broken the $100,000 mark, which I imagine will be true by this time next week. (laughs) Um, So, great. Uh, Thanks for listening. Sorry for my illness and just general fatigue, but it's been a rough week and a half, and um, I'm I'm getting there. Getting there. So, good stuff. But anyway, that's all we got for this week. Uh, until next time, we are Yo MTG Tabs. Stop bitching. Stop bitching. Start brewing. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, the album's already done. Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on a press run. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, the album's already done. Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on a press run. Yo, the rhyme pays more eyes once I rhyme through the doors. Yo, MTG Taps is available every Friday on legitmtg.com, I want my MTG.com, MTGcast.com. 
iTunes, Stitcher, BrainLink, Telegraph, and via Passenger Pigeon at PigeonCast.com. Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtabs at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music produced by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. That's magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash legitmtg. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.